It's about you, your health, your family, and your community. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, more information about the show can always be found on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. You can also listen to the show anytime you like. All you have to do is go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. So let's admit it. We've all thought about it, retiring to the beach, right? But what happens when you decide to postpone that dream and embark on a totally different career? This morning, second acts, second careers, and life beyond retirement. Coming up, when she got fired from her job and life gave her lemons, she literally turned it into award-winning lemonade. Then a second act took him from mechanic to medicine, how an Ohio man went from working on cars to caring for patients. Plus, a panel of successful second actors share their secrets to success and retiring from their first career, how they make it work, and do they have any plans to ever fully retire. But we begin with nationally recognized expert and strategist on career transitions and retirement. Her latest book is Never Too Old to Get Rich. It's our pleasure to welcome Carrie Hannon to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Carrie. How are you? I'm terrific. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for asking. Now, you have written for the New York Times, Forbes, Money, U.S. News and World Reports, and USA Today. What is it that you enjoy most about writing about career transitions and careers after retirement? You know, for me, it's making a difference in people's lives. I mean, I love the opportunity to really help somebody figure out what is it they really want to do and how to land a job. And making those connections either, you know, internally for them to make that connection of what it is or connecting them with another person or giving them a resource to sort of use to move forward to their next step. All right, good. Obviously, when people are in their 20s, employees, obviously they have their youth on their side. But when you're in your 50s and 60s, we have our own set of unique assets. Is that right? That younger workers may not have, right? You are absolutely correct. When you, you know, at this stage in life, it's so fantastic because you have the experience. You have, you've been through setbacks. You're resilient. You have a network of people that you can call on to, you know, help you launch ventures, to find support networks, to find jobs. You have um, capital, hopefully, if you're looking to launch your own business. You've got some financial security at this stage. So there's a lot you have in your, in your wheelhouse that, that you need to sort of refocus. And I often tell people, you know, you're not reinventing yourself at this stage. You're redeploying the skills that you already have <laughs> that you've built up through decades of work. All right. That's a great way of looking at things. Now, what have you found to be some of the biggest factors? You know, I know so many people that have retired, but then go back to work, not necessarily by choice, but, you know, they have to go back to work. Why do we see so much of that? I think that there are a couple of factors at work here. Um, We're living longer, healthier lives. So there's a longevity bonus. People, there's this chapter in life that no other generation before us has had that, you know, you really, 
there's more to do. I know at 60, you can conceivably have another 15 years of, of giving back, of doing work you love and making a difference. But there is also the very real factor that a lot of people have not saved adequately for retirement. So um, when you think you've got 20 years to live in retirement, my goodness, um, they often will go back to work um, even if they have saved as a sort of safety net. Um, so they don't have to dip into the retirement plans too soon. Uh, they can push back taking Social Security uh, till age 70, where they can get a bump of roughly 8% a year in their in their benefit. And so there are several uh, good reasons. And the other piece is not financial. It's purely a health and psychological benefit. You know, studies show that working uh, keeps you healthy, and having a social network is good for you. That's right. All right. Now, what are some of the issues and problems, and you kind of touched on this, that arise after retirement that retirees never really factor in? I think there are a couple of issues that after retirement that that we face. One is, as we just mentioned, the the financial reality of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Secondly, there's the psychological loneliness, a sort of uh, uh, almost a depression can set in in the sense that you no longer have that, that social network you once have. You no longer feel relevant. And unless you've given some time, I tell people, you know, before you retire, take, you know, start five years ahead of time and think about what's that going to look like? What might you want to do it? It may be volunteer work. It may be a variety of things. It, to me, this is a stage in life that's like a patchwork quilt. You might do a little of this and a little of that. But take the time to think about that. You might want to go back and add some skills so you can try something new. But I think it's easy to say that most people, after working a vigorous, um, healthy 45, 30 years, they're not going to be comfortable sitting at home watching soap operas. No. I mean, you could take a little setback and, and kick back for, for a short while, but most people I know, fee, you know, that I've talked to really uh, feel a need to engage. You know, I always tell them, you know, get out of your head and into the world and your whole life brightens up. And whether it's, you know, working at a nonprofit that, that uh, resonates with you or somehow connecting with people and, and making a difference in the world, I, I think there's a real human uh, desire to have a legacy. All right. Now, I know this is a scary thought for most people, and you touched on this a little bit, but I want to talk more about this. On average, how much money do we need to save before retirement? Oh, my goodness. You know, that's like the million-dollar question, isn't mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, for every single person, it's going to be different. It just so depends on where you live and, you know, the kind of spender you are and what your needs are and your family needs are. But, you know, they, you know when you figure what people like to say, the old rule of thumb is you draw down 4% of your retirement savings each year that you're retired. So you do the math of what your budget, you know, you'd sit down and figure out what your yearly spendings are. It's not going to be that much less than it was prior to retirement, to be honest with you. A lot of people think it will be, but not always because you might be traveling, you might be doing different kinds of spending than you did when you were working. All right. And in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. On the phone with me now is Carrie Hannon. She is the author of the book, Never Too Old to Get Rich. We'll talk about that book in a second. For more information on Carrie or more information on the show, you can always like us on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. Now, Carrie, keeping in mind some of the topics and titles of your other books, let's talk about some of the issues those in the 50 plus 
workforce face. And I want to start with this book. You have a book, 10-Minute Guide for Retirement for Women. It takes a look at retirement and women. What are some of the issues that women face when it comes to retirement that men may not necessarily face? I am so glad you asked that. Um, women have a whole set of challenges, and and it goes back to let's start with that. You know, women tend to earn less than men do. I mean, we have this wage gap of eighty mm-hmm. cents to the dollar, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That's on average, so it's not every profession. Women tend to be out of the workforce for maybe seven years for raising a family or for caregiving. Women tend to work for companies, uh, nonprofits, and small businesses that don't offer retirement plans. And um, women tend to think of themselves last. You know, they'll save for their kids' education mm-hmm. over saving for their own retirement, even though you can take a loan for a college education but not for your retirement. So I think there are many issues. And on top of that, Rodney, people, women have, you know, it's it's slowly shrinking, but women live longer than men. And so women are going to be solar. They are going to be on their own at the latter stages of their life. So they have, you know, more medical bills and things at the end of life. So you have all of these sort of factors coming together that go, ladies, you have got to get control of your retirement savings as early as possible. Save more, faster and harder. And and so it it really is an issue that concerns me about women. Um, We find, you know, women uh, who have been divorced or widowed have a huge stumbling blocks in, in terms of having the proper financial security. So I encourage all women starting in their 20s to start uh, plan for, you know, manage their money solo. Always plan because you're going to be on your own at some stage in your life and you absolutely have to be financially literate. And many women today, it shocks me, but they still say, oh, I'm not good with math or, you know, it bores me. Well, you know, get over it because you need to take ownership of your financial life and it's only you that can make that difference. And Women tend to be a little more conservative when they invest, which is not necessarily a bad thing because they do their homework and they, you know, over time once they start are often more successful investors than men because they don't try to hit it out of the ballpark and they don't trade frequently and they don't go for the hot stock tip. So they have great things going for them. They just need to do it. If women are looking for more financial information, I have another book called Money Confidence, Really Smart Financial Moves for Newly Single Women. Okay. Now, one of your books examines getting the job you want after 50. What is the key to finding the perfect job for you after the age of 50? You know, the biggest thing, and I'm not going to deny it, ageism is live and well in the workplace. I Mm -hmm. mean, uh, it is something that we cannot escape. So there's lots of, uh, it's a big stumbling block for workers over 50. A lot of folks will say, you know, they get down to those last interviews and it's as if the hiring manager sees their expiration date. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you can fight back. You have to fight back against these stereotypes that you are uh, not up for the job, that you don't have the stamina for it, or that you're too expensive, which is often a big thing, you know, uh, or that you're not up to speed with technology, or you're not going to play well with the other kids, meaning you're not like you're not going to like having a younger boss. So these are things that we can all, you know, fight back against and show that we are relevant. And I, th- it's not uh, something to be taken lightly. The jobs are there, particularly today in a tight labor market. There's a need for workers who can hit the job running, who have loyalty. Uh, a worker at this stage of life is not one that's likely to be job jumping. It's someone who's going to be loyal, who brings a certain gravitas and, and ballast to a workplace. So there's great reasons to be on board. Um, 
and so you need to sell what you've got, your experience and your enthusiasm. But focus on focus on your enthusiasm, I tell people. Don't, you know, experience might be a given. You need to actually show the employer why you love their mission, that why you really believe in their cause, what they're doing, what they make, what their service is. People want someone on board who, who is a real enthusiastic uh, team player. All right. And again, in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to Carrie Hannon. The title of the book is Never Too Old to Get Rich. Now, let's say, Carrie, you are in your 50s. You're like 55. You've been on your job for 30 plus years. You have five and six weeks of vacation. Your pay is decent. It's hard for some people to walk away from those benefits. Is that something that people need to factor in before they decide to switch careers later in life? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think you need to definitely do that inner soul searching and do that budget to make sure that you're financially uh, on good ground to make that those decisions because it's very hard to replicate uh, when you start a second career or second act to follow a dream of some sort. You're not going to replicate. Don't go out trying to replicate your old job because it's probably not going to happen. If you're going to start over in a new field, you're going to earn less, at least initially. Um, and if you start your own business, you might uh, not be able to pay yourself for a year or so as you put money back into the business. So I always encourage people, you know, do that soul-searching. And, you know, I wrote a book called Love Your Job, and that's the thing. Sometimes we just need to fall back in love with the job we have right now. Um, You should never be getting up every morning and going to work and doing something you dread. Life is far too short for that. But there are ways that you can get re-energized with your current employer, and then you can start thinking about if you want to try something new. But, But don't do anything rash. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, all morning long, we're talking about career change, retirement, and life and employment after the age of 50. We're talking about second act and second act careers. For more information, you can reach out to us on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now and join the conversation there as well. On the phone with me now is Carrie Hannon. The title of her new book is Never Too Old to Get Rich, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Starting a Business Midlife. Now, let's talk about this book, Carrie. What made you decide to take on this topic? Oh, I just have spent a lot of time writing about entrepreneurs and small business. A a number of years ago, I did a book called What's Next? Find Your Passion uh, and Your Dream Job. And I traveled around the country and met all kinds of people who, after doing something for 20 or 30 years, had shifted to do something completely different. Uh, and and often they had started their own businesses. And, and I was just so uh, captivated by these stories uh, over the, the years of researching them and following these individuals. And then, Rodney, I noted that, you know, the studies are showing that People over 50 are starting businesses faster than any demographic, faster than the 20-somethings, and Mm. they're succeeding. Their businesses have a higher success rate, and women in particular are starting business over 50 at a faster rate than any other cohort. And this isn't just in the U.S. This is a global movement. And to add on to that, with the longevity, the fact that we're living longer, health longer, healthier lives. This is not something that's going away. This is a movement that is just beginning to grow. So I thought, you know what? Let's tell some stories. Let's tell some successful stories. of. I picked 20 entrepreneurs, winners, because I think we learn from the winners. Um, I picked 20 entrepreneurs to profile to tell their stories, to talk to them 
about their greatest challenges, their, their greatest rewards. And then I step back and give a playbook. Okay, so you're thinking about doing this. Let's give you a roadmap of how you might go about doing this. Now, one of the segments that I really enjoyed reading in the book, you talked about confidence and how confident most people are when they decide to start a new business to take that leap to become an entrepreneur at retirement age and beyond, because I think a lot of people let that fear hold them back. And you asked them directly, how confident were you when you took on this venture? Yeah, isn't that interesting? I think all of them, almost to a, to every single person, said they only wish they had done it sooner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they also admitted, you know, they were very uh, uh, real, and they admitted that yeah, there was fear involved, there was uncertainty to a certain degree, but but they just felt compelled that they had to do it. And I I do think fear um, of failure is, is a big thing that we all face in everything we do in our life. But when you choose, and again, it could also be fear of success, because do you really want to work that hard? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, that comes with a whole other set of expectations. But I do think there's this inner uh, drive that says, what if I don't try? What if I don't? Will I always regret that I didn't give it a shot? Now, seniors, senior adults aren't known for being tech savvy or social media savvy. How are these second actors facing those challenges? You know, I I do think that... um, we're getting better at it. You know, it's sort of when you think okay. about it, the people, the younger baby boomers are, are much more adept at technology because we actually have been doing it for a while. So it, it kind of, uh, it becomes a sort of stereotype. But I do know that with any technology, it's all about repetition. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's about asking for help. Um, in today's um, virtual world, you can get tutorials uh, through LinkedIn Learning has some great ones and online tutorials to really walk you through uh, some of these new technology things that you don't know or community colleges have great programs. So I encourage people that if you're nervous about not being up to speed with technology and it's changing so quickly that it's quite possible that you're not up on the latest and greatest. Admit it. Go take a course. Make sure. Don't go applying for a job, for example, that says you need X, Y, Z skills. And if you don't have them, don't apply. go and get them. You don't need every one of those skills. But make sure you, you are relevant and have those skills. And there's ways to do that without spending tons of money. Or you can simply do what I do and call my 20-something-year-old nephews and nieces. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Well, we're out of time this morning. If our listeners would like to find out more about you, Carrie Hannon, how can they find out more? Well, you can visit my website at com. K-E-R-R-Y. H-A-N-N-O-N dot com or follow me on Twitter at Carrie Hannon. All right. And Carrie, the title of the book again is Never Too Old to Get Rich, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Starting a Business Midlife. Thank you so much, Carrie. Really good advice. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. We've been speaking to Carrie Hannon, nationally recognized expert and strategist on career transitions and retirement. All morning long, we're talking about second acts, second careers, and life beyond retirement. For more information or to join the conversation, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. Any workout, any mood, any time. That's what the Peloton Tread is all about. From interval runs that motivate you to go the extra mile, power walks that work up a sweat, rolling hill hikes for you to enjoy, and full body boot camps to hit your goals. 
plus thousands of workouts that go beyond the tread. Strength programs, core classes, yoga, Pilates, and even boxing. Everything you need on and off the Peloton tread. Experience it all for yourself with a 30-day home trial. Learn more at OnePeloton.com.